Today in Canadian History for January the 21st, I'm Joe Barima. 101 years ago today, a train traveling from Montreal to Minneapolis made a stop in Sudbury, Ontario around noon and then continued on its way. The train stopped in small towns winding its way around lakes and over bridges. Then it approached a bridge covering the Spanish River west of Sudbury and in a split second, catastrophe struck. The train derailed, cars scattering like dominoes. Out of the approximately 100 passengers, between 40 and 45 people perished. Darcy Brayson Leddit and his wife Meryl Lynn have published a book on the disaster, entitled 1910 Spanish River Trainwreck. The book is a compilation of news reports and their research. Darcy and Meryl Lynn live in Sault Ste. Marie. I reached Darcy there. Well, after they had left Nairn Centre, rounding a slight corner to the bridge, something happened. Either the, the rail uh, split, the wheel broke, or uh, what they call a pedestal pin that really the car sits on the, the rail wheels, or the truck, as they call them, uh, snapped off. But in any case, the third car in the line, which was the second-class car, uh, jumped the tracks, turned sideways, and slammed in to one of the uprights on the bridge. Now that split in two. Half of it went into the into the water or into the onto the ice and broke through the ice. The other half burned on the bridge. The first class car that followed the second took what virtually would have been a nosedive right into the river cutting through about a foot of ice and and submerged. The diner car followed that. It ended up being about half submerged. And then the Pullman, which was the last car in the line, sort of rolled on its side and stayed on the embankment. Though the majority of the fatalities were in the second-class and first-class cars, Death indiscriminately touched passengers from all walks of life. The train was filled with business people, clergy, politicians, doctors, immigrants who have just arrived from Europe, and and farmers. All were left scrambling from the wreck, hampered by the cold January day. Temperature on the day was, oh, about minus 35 uh, Celsius. And so you can appreciate the, the sudden shock. It was around noon or just after one o'clock that the accident happened, so there would be some that would be eating in the dining car and uh, reports uh, from survivors saying people just, you know, playing cards or finishing up their meal or whatever, and then all of a sudden be plunged into that freezing water. I could only imagine what the uh, what the effect would be or was. <laughs> The accident happened in an instant, and in the cold and the twisted metal, seconds mattered. The quick actions of individuals saved lives. Thomas Reynolds, a conductor who was sitting in the dining car at the time of the accident, was awarded a British medal called the Albert Medal, the first for Canadian. His quick thinking, luck, and good old Canadian coat hooks saved lives. The dining car, keep in mind, was about half submerged. He was able to get out, but before he did, like he would grab some people and put their, 
when they were still wearing their jackets, sort of hang their jackets on the coat hooks so as to keep their heads above water. He broke out of uh, a window and went to the surface and then came back down. He was able to cut a hole in the top of the car and pull the people that he put on the coat hooks, pull them out and uh, bring them to shore. So... As always, today is a day full of Canadian history. Acadia College opened on this day in Nova Scotia back in 1839. The Fleur de Lis was proclaimed as the official emblem of Quebec on this day back in 1948. And as always, on this day, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. I have a time machine. <laughs> A time machine. A time machine. Tell me more. Okay. Well, this time machine, uh, you likely have one as well, pretty close to to where you are. Most libraries have them. And this little time machine, you get a reel, and you put it in part of the mechanism, and you turn a crank, and you can send yourself to anywhere in the past couple of hundred years. Basically, other people would call it uh, like a microfilm machine. But, you know, once you start reading this stuff, like you're, a lot of it is so well written that it puts you right on that spot. So I call it my time machine. So I, I spend some time in my time machine as I go and do research on these various subjects. Mm-hmm.